This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. One of the most fun speakers we hosted at the 2023 Western Conservative Summit was Seth Dillon, the CEO of the Babylon Bee. We're continuing to feature some of the top-rated speeches from this year's summit, which was just about three weeks ago, held here in Denver, Colorado. Ladies and gentlemen, Seth Dillon. There's a common misconception that a lot of people have. It's a very common misconception, actually, and I think it was alluded to a little bit in the introduction. And I think the, it's widespread, this idea that somehow our job is easier today than it's ever been because the world is so insane. And I have to say that couldn't be further from the truth. It couldn't be further. Th- Satire exaggerates the reality to make a point. It goes in the direction the truth is already pointing, and it's like a caricature. It's just an exaggeration. How do you exaggerate what's going on in our world today? How do you go a step beyond reality without going into something that's so unbelievable no one could possibly believe it was true? I think the best way to put it, to kind of get it in perspective, is imagine if your job is to write jokes that are funnier than what Democrats are doing in real life. (laughs) Go. See how you do. Imagine if your job is write jokes that are funnier than a Kamala Harris speech. Come on. Good luck. And it's, you know, we do manage to pull it off sometimes. We have, he just, he read some of those headlines. A couple of those were really recent and, and they're funny. They're funny until they come true. And then it's kind of disconcerting. I want to show you, it's better to show than tell, and I, I mentioned that we have nearly 100 of these jokes that have come true, so I'm, I'm going to show you a few of them. I'm going to start with the Babylon Bee headline. I'll show you the joke, and then I'll show you a real, actual news headline that followed right on its heels. We'll start with this one here. Gavin Newsom named U-Haul Salesperson of the Year. It was a joke. Until this headline came out, Californians fleeing for Texas so fast, U-Haul runs out of trucks for them. (laughs) To improve public perception, Kamala Harris taking likability lessons from Hillary Clinton. It has to be a joke. No one would ever do that. White House asked Hillary Hillary staffers how to make Kamala more likable. What's so great about this, too, is the similarity in the pictures that we use. Like, if you, look at, if you look at our joke and then the headline, you got cackling Kamala in both of them. Study finds anyone still wearing a mask at this point is probably just super ugly. We wrote this all the way back in 2021, April 23rd, 2021. This is an almost verbatim fulfillment of this prophecy. Unattractive individuals wear masks more often than others. Study. It's funny because it's true. This is one of my all-time favorites. Trump, I have done more for Christianity than Jesus. This is a fun Trump joke. You know, Trump says outlandish things from time to time. Rarely. Every now and then. 
So this joke went crazy viral. The people on the left were sharing it because they believed it. They wanted to believe that this was true because they thought it would, they could dunk on the president. So we, there were even New York Times reporters who shared this story thinking it was true. So of course, Snopes had to, had to step in and fact check it <laughs> and rate it false. But we wrote it in 2019. Fast forward a little bit to uh, 2021, October. Donald Trump says nobody has done more for Christianity than him. Speaking to Gene Bailey on Flashpoint, he said, nobody's done more for Christianity or for evangelicals or for religion itself than I have. <laughs> he took it a step further. It's all religion. It's not just Christianity. So what do you do with a fact check for a story that's come true? Snopes has to uh, update their processes, I guess. So this is a criticism. This is one of the chief criticisms that we get at the Babylon Bee is that our headlines are too believable. We're trying to dupe people with these believable headlines. Uh, we're, we're skirting too close to the line. And, it, it, you know, we purposefully duped your grandmother when she shared that fake story on Facebook. I just think it's a, it's a ridiculous criticism of comedy because this is the whole point of comedy is that there, it, there's truth to it. It's not funny if it's not true. You've all heard the saying, it, 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 you know, there's a grain of truth in every joke or it's funny because it's true. Uh, we all recognize that. We understand that jokes are funny because of their proximity to the truth, not their distance from it. And the, apparently the left wants us to make jokes that are so impossible to believe that, you know, no one would ever think that they were true. Um, and as we're finding, that's becoming more and more difficult to even create jokes that don't come true a day or two later. But the problem here isn't that satire is too close to reality. The problem is that reality is too close to satire. And that's not our fault. If the bee goes out of business, I, I'm convinced it won't be because someone else is funnier. My mom told me there's no way that's possible. It will be because satire and reality have finally merged and become indistinguishable from each other. But the left is not course correcting as they should be. And, uh, and going back in the direction of sanity. In fact, they're doubling down, and they aren't laughing. Instead, they're fact-checking jokes and rating them false. <laughs> jokes are no longer funny. They're dangerous misinformation. Our, uh, our experience with the whole fact-checking apparatus dates back to 2018 when we made this joke about an industrial-sized washing machine over at CNN that was being used to spin the news before publishing it. <laughs> And I, honestly, I don't even think this joke is that funny because it's so dumb. I think that it got fact-checked and rated false is funny. And then Facebook told us that if we kept publishing fake news, they would demonetize and deplatform us because of this joke. That's funny. Way funnier than the joke. CNN praises Taliban for wearing masks during attack. Now, I want you to tell me, you guys answer this for me. If this is believable, whose fault is that? Mine? <laughs> this was fact-checked and rated false because it went viral. People thought it was true. I love this one. One of my all-time favorites. Ocasio-Cortez appears on The Price is Right, guesses everything is free. That's a really good Photoshop, so I can see how it duped some people. But she's also stupid, so there's that. 
Ninth Circuit Court Overturns Death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. USA Today fact-checked this joke, um, and they cited 15 sources. I'm not kidding. You can look it up. Google it from your phone. 15 sources to refute this joke. And it was paid for, of course, by grants from Facebook. But National Review did a write-up on this and said it was the stupidest fact-check in the history of fact-checks. What, what does it even mean to overturn somebody's death? How does anybody take that seriously? It's insanity. Over the years, our jokes have been repeatedly fact-checked, flagged for hate speech, and removed for incitement to violence. We did a Monty Python joke about comparing Amy Coney Barrett to a duck to determine whether she was a witch, and it was, and it was <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> and it was flagged for incitement to violence, and then we appealed it, and a, a, a real person reviewed this, looked at it, and said, yep, that's incitement to violence, and upheld the original ruling. It's ridiculous. Even our email service at one point, MailChimp, suspended us for spreading harmful misinformation. So we found ourselves taking breaks from writing jokes to go on TV and defend our right to tell them in the first place, which is just an incredibly awkward position to be in as humorous in a free society. Last year, um, we made a joke that got us in a little bit of trouble, but had a decent outcome, I think. USA Today had named uh, this beautiful woman one of their... <laughs> one of their picks for, for Women of the Year. <laughs> I think they had a handful of them that they nominated, and this was one of them. Just a gorgeous uh, and brave woman. And so we did a satirical write-up on this, our response in defense of sanity and women everywhere. I hope this is offensive to women, by the way, this, this real story, not our joke. Uh, much more offensive than this. Babylon Bee's Man of the Year is Rachel Levine. Twitter was not amused. <laughs> they locked our account. Uh, we got a notice that we had violated their hateful conduct policy. We spent the next eight months in Twitter jail. And this is, uh, this is a great example, I think, of how the system is rigged to protect the popular narrative. You know, big tech has been defending this fantasy world where two and two make five by censoring anybody who so much as jokes about what reality is actually like. And this is a key point, I think, that can't be overemphasized. Everyone needs to grasp this. Censorship guards the narrative, not the truth. And it often guards the narrative at the expense of the truth. We learn that with this joke. And I think some people are fine with this because they prioritize feelings over everything, including our rights and even reality itself. But never let it be said that those people care even a little bit about the spread of misinformation. They're always worried about fact-checking. They claim to care about misinformation. But you have no interest and fighting misinformation if you're trying to silence anyone who's still sane enough to refer to adult males as men. It's long past time to drop that laughable pretense. I should add here that, uh, that Twitter went well beyond censorship, when instead of removing this joke, they could have taken it down themselves and said, look, we don't want that on our platform. We think that's offensive or inappropriate or sensitive content or whatever. They could have labeled it and deleted it themselves, but instead of doing that, they required us to delete it and admit that we engaged in hateful conduct. They wanted us to check a box that said, I admit that I violated the terms of service for hateful conduct and delete the joke. That is not censorship. It's subjugation. 
That's Seth Dillon, the CEO of the Babylon Bee. We'll be right back after these messages with a continuation of Seth's speech from the 2023 Western Conservative Summit. <music> 